0: Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And on tonight's episode of Real Talk Christian, we are live on Facebook right now, talking about Good Friday on Good Friday. Hey, Fuller, you ready? Let's go. Fuller, what's, what's up, up Mark? dude? Doing bro. pretty good, man. This what's is up? like the first time we have seen each other's faces in weeks. Yeah, uh, a long weeks, time. Months? I don't know. Uh, I think three or four weeks. Yeah. How you Been. feeling, dude? Wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Pause. 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 What's on? What's? What's not on your face? What's not on my face? Not on beard. your face, bro. A beard, man. You're like yeah. baby face folder right now. What the heck is happening? It's
1: clean shave, April man. It's, it's in support of all of our medical care workers and our military man.
0: See, you were trying to pull that on me the other day, where you Just were like, "Mark, you need to shave," and I'm like, "No,
1: you're gonna feel so far behind when everybody else is doing it, man."
0: But dude, you know how? I mean, actually, it doesn't take me long anymore.
1: Support but. the healthcare workers, dude. Come on, bro.
0: I am. I'm staying in my house. <laughs> <The next laughs> is staying in his house. I haven't gone anywhere.
1: This is like oh, vacation for me. It was
0: <laughs> like once I've been to church on Sundays to do church. Um, oh, grocery oh, shop once in a while, you know, but I am start. learning how to open my fridge and go, there's nothing in here. What am I going to <laughs> out.
1: Right. You're oh. like, hmm. so it is all good. We had a, we had a jar of salsa and some <laughs> frosted flakes. All right, here we go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> bro.
0: There you maybe, go, bro. Anyways. But either way, dude, we are live on Facebook for the first time ever with yeah. video, dude. We got our, our RTC mugs. Yes, sir. Filled with some you, goodness Because you know, we can never start a podcast without talking about what are we drinking. So Fuller, should I let you start? I think I should no, you start.
1: You, you should start, man. You but never start. I, I feel ashamed,
0: go dude, because go for intro, it. I'm like where we drink coffee and it's like
1: we need to start saying, where well, we drink coffee or any other
0: beverage that we decide on. <laughs> no, this will probably be reversed for everybody. But right now, I am drinking Wildberry Zinger. Wildberry Zinger herbal tea caffeine free because your boys already had Starbucks. Because fun fact, our Starbucks is shutting down. I don't know yeah, when. That's crazy. Down, so I had to make sure I go get my cafe breve. And then I also had to go. I mean, I had a lot of coffee this morning too. So I'm like, you know what? I need some tea. I need to calm down. We don't want to do and dad's incident again
1: yeah i want a
0: call mark not a not a hyped up mark so i'm, well. drinking, dude. <laughs> I'm all right, drinking,
1: right man what
0: are you drinking my friend
1: i am drinking an rtc roasted el salvador dude it's That's so good, good it's so good a really new one okay. you can taste like caramel and toffee in it hints of caramel and toffee it's so delicious
0: like natural caramel yeah
1: yeah like i didn't put any flavoring or anything on the beans I just roasted them bro and drinking a black,
0: or you got some creamer up in there?
1: I got I got a little bit of half and half in there.
0: Ooh, okay, but just make it a little thick. Make it a little yeah, yeah just you know? a,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Make it a little velvety smooth, you know?
0: Right, exactly. What well, is. hey, so I am on the Facebook chat right now, just so you know, Fuller and um, Andy Layman. No, is it Lehman or Layman? I always forget. Layman, Layman. I believe. Anyway, yeah. All right, what's up, Andy? He's hanging out with us. He's what's from, up, Andy? He's from dudes and dads. Heck yeah! He, he, he laughed at my hyper mark dudes and dads. Um, <laughs> But he said, hey, what's up? I need to taste the RTC coffee. And, Andy, you are correct.
1: Yes, you are. Andy, reach out to us at, uh, I almost said dudes and dads, po- <laughs> at Real Talk Christian Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, send us your address, and I'll roast you some coffee and send it to you. You
0: Jesus hear that? I can't Jan- bring it to you. There you go. And Janiel says, it's yummy, Mark. Too bad you're not over here.
1: <laughs> there you go, bro. Well, if,
0: you're, you know, if your hubby you wouldn't have been sick. Everybody i'm not sick anymore world would have been sick. i could have been over there right now but hey
1: i got cleared to go back to work brother that's why there, there you go all the matter so
0: it's dude but that's a praise though man
1: yeah it is man it, able it, to yep. go back. yeah i feel pretty good so hey mark do we got any uh we got any reviews going on from did you did you forget to look
0: no i did look <laughs> i did look while i pull it up because i don't think oh i'm I, I just started playing one of our previous episodes nice um nice. so michael Steffenson actually just reached out to me a little bit ago and i sent him his little mini swag bag with the nice. sticks and the buttons um right now since this is live i'm gonna tell the people we had an amazing guest and we'll spill the beans later on it like that Ye- coffee reference yeah. but i sent her and all the peoples that are involved in her a crazy her household her household i sent her some crazy stuff sent her crazy stuff no i just sent her stickers and buttons for for her the the mini swag bag rtc mini swag bag bag but so we do not have any new reviews to read right now but we did get a new follow on podbean my dude that's what's up we got a new follow um let's see you know you would think that i would have all this stuff pulled up ready to go Especially Um,
1: being live. It's not like we can go back and edit. Lydia,
0: I don't know what your last name is, but check this out, dude. She subscribes to a bunch of podcasts on Podbean, and she tossed our podcast into the other podcasts with podcasts such as Revive Our Hearts, which has thousands of downloads, right? tens of thousands, um, as well as The Bible Project, as well as New Parents on the Block, which is a, a really big one right now. Another one is Risen Motherhood. I mean I'm looking that's at a That's a lot big of his one podcasts, too. That's yeah. uh
1: that's Jared Lopez's wife from uh, Dad Tired, the Dad Tired podcast. Oh, is it for real? Yeah, that's his wife.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh dude, that's awesome. That's super cool. Well, we just got tossed into the collection right there with Lydia. So Lydia, thank you for following us. We appreciate that. So please reach out to us anyway. That thank wait, didn't didn't we
1: just get a a a message from somebody in South Africa too, didn't we? Oh from instagram
0: oh, bro, you got a message from someone well, it's, it's to
1: the real talk christian podcast that's who it's to Insta was it instagram
0: yep i do not have coronavirus <laughs> wash your hands my, my, my tea went down a little funny hide your kids hide your
1: wife because he's gonna
0: find you <laughs> <laughs> dang oh that's, dang I'm it, reaching back. <laughs> no, but um Raina Golson from South Africa reached out and said, happy birthday, Fuller. Enjoy your day. Sending you best wishes from South Africa. God yeah. bless. Dude, isn't that freaking legit? Dude, we're international now. I'm we just have, saying. We, have, uh, we had nine downloads from the UK this past month as well, too. Wow. There were some Canadians. There's Let's people go. We're, the sp-
1: we're spreading like the Rona. <laughs> Except people yeah. like us. That's- <laughs> yeah, that's true. So <laughs> people it- want to keep us around. i I think
0: let's let's hope so let's hope so but either way dude so this is gonna sound funny but since it's good friday we're a little under time crunch because of my own personal stuff we're we're going well fake live on our Facebook page here at seven o'clock for the church. And I have to monitor all those platforms and make sure nothing crashes. So right. shout out to you tech people, Andy Lehman included, the tech people that actually make search services happen. You guys are the real MVPs.
1: And again, but, real, real quick, real quick. Go, go listen to dudes and dads podcast because it's phenomenal. Yep. And listen to Paul Lindgren. Yep. He's on Spotify. Go listen to his music. Mm-hmm. John Tibbs. Check out John Tibbs. And am I missing anybody?
0: Uh, so Shay with Abba Father. Soche
1: with Abba Father, that podcast.
0: Abba Father. Those are kind of the friends of the podcast right now. Yeah.
1: Sarah Nass with the yep. femme. With femme. Reach out to her if you have any Femme questions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it right now. I'm just I trying to give a- right
0: Now That's it for that. I mean, we got some more people coming. We, we got some we more do.
1: up our sleeves. Yeah, but, but we just got to give a shout out to everybody real fast before we actually dive into
0: tonight's thing. We love you, know? you, RTC fam. We love you guys. But let's jump in. All we right, let's got do it, bro. A big conversation. To talk about tonight. So, and, bro, and we
1: have very limited time to do it.
0: <laughs> so, bro, I'll let you set the stage. How about that?
1: Oh, oh thanks. <laughs> no pressure, right?
0: <laughs> I mean, if you, I
1: mean, you want to set the stage, bro? I, I'll set it a little bit. You so we're we're getting bit. together to to talk about Good Friday, right? So mm-hmm. what, what is Good Friday, and why is it important? Like, that's it's a pretty big question, right? Uh, Justin Holcomb from Christianity.com puts it in this way. For Christians, Good Friday is a crucial day of the year because it celebrates what we believe to be the most monumentous weekend in the history of the world. Ever since Jesus died and was raised, Christians have pro- proclaimed the cross and resurrection of Jesus to be decisive a decisive turning point for all creation. Paul considered it to be of First importance that Jesus died for our sins, was buried and raised to life on the third day, all in accordance with the with what God had promised all along in the Scriptures, and that comes from First Corinthians fifteen three, where Paul's talking about that. So, what what is Good Friday? It's the time that we look back and remember Christ dying on the cross for us. I mean, that's yeah. That, yeah. that's what it is.
0: Simple as so. that. It's day day five, day four of Holy Week.
1: Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Cause Passover was just yesterday or the day before.
0: Yeah. Wednesday. Well, there was, cause you know, I got Palm Sunday, Jesus, right. full entry. Um, and then yeah, Monday, Thursday, not Monday, Thursday, like I right, thought Monday, we yep. Monday, which is a derivative of the Latin for uh commandment. Right. Actually. Uh, Passover no, I think was I Wednesday of, of that. So yeah, Passover is Wednesday and a lot of crazy stuff happened between Wednesday and today. Um, you go back through, and I know some churches do this. Our our church does it a little differently, but some churches will read the entire Passover account from Holy Week. Right, it's like half of some of the book, like I think John, like the last 10 chapters, 12 chapters, are literally just the last couple days, last not even full week of Jesus' life. And it's amazing how we give so much attention to the Gospels of not what Jesus did, in terms of his, his public ministry, but we put so much time and effort into the, the, the the death of Jesus and the resurrection. So it's gotta be important. Right? Yeah, it definitely is. All of Christianity literally hangs on the cross and on the resurrection. So, so I think it's something that Christians, we need to have in the forefront of our minds and actually talk about, because that's, this is where our faith rests, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of the stuff we're going to go over tonight, uh, I assuming most Christians know. So, I mean, it's just a good reminder, even for you and I, Mark, that, uh, that we continue to, to look over some of these scriptures and talk about these things, uh, during this time. I mean, we should always be talking about it because it's important, but especially
0: now, <laughs> especially right now. So, so, like, so here's some, one question I have. So, you know, right. I think it's just be easiest to go through it this way is what are some of the key points in the hours before, during, and after the crucifixion with Good Friday?
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, I think number 1 would be um how Jesus foretold man I cannot talk tonight foretold his death. And we find that in Mark 8:31. Uh Jesus told his disciples this. Then Jesus began to tell them that the son of man must suffer many terrible things and be rejected by the elders, the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but 3 days later be, he would rise from the dead. So this whole thing proves um that because jesus predicted his death and had the foreknowledge that he must truly be god in the flesh and we see that in the scripture first timothy three sixteen where he talks about god in the flesh um but how can jesus know these things and pre- be able to predict his death if he wasn't god i mean how many people realistically are out there that um can predict their own death
0: Right, definitely. And not even just predict it, but fulfill the prophecy from Isaiah fifty three, the suffering servant.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, so I don't
0: know if you knew this. This is more one of Mark's random segues. But let's you know do it. this chapter is actually deleted out of the current Jewish Bible. Hmm? They removed this passage. In fact, if you talk with really? Orthodox Jews, there's even a I watched like it was like a 20 minute video of so many Orthodox Jews who, you know, know know the Torah, uh, they know the prophets they skip over this or i should say if it's wow. not taken out of their scriptures they don't read it they skip right well over. i
1: mean it. it's kind of an embarrassing point in the jewish community right it's
0: <laughs> we'll talk about why we'll talk about why here a little bit yeah. before it but it's just a fact of we all know isaiah 53 the beautiful thing where you know he was oppressed he was afflicted he didn't open up his mouth and watching jesus do all these different things the jews are just like Nope. Right, <laughs> they don't know it. They skip right. over it. They don't talk about it. And I even had a buddy, uh, Micah Bordez, my roommate, who studied at a Messianic Jewish uh, synagogue in mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in between year for college, and they said that this was one of the main things that their synagogue taught all the time because this was hmm. the main thing that that right. Jesus. So, but yeah, he, yeah. Just, he talked about it all the time. Which so it was kind of funny that the disciples didn't see it coming. Well,
1: <laughs> well, and, it, and and being disciples, uh, most Jewish people in that time frame in that time period uh, was very well scripted um, in the prophets, in the Torah, and all the other Old Testament scriptures that we
0: think about. Does he talk? So <laughs> I just broadcasted a live stream so I could pull up the comments. So you just heard a repeat. No, going,
1: so so. anyways, uh, so there, there's, there's many points of the importance of this whole thing, uh, but I'm going to pull out just two right now. Uh, one is being uh, no bones were broken when Christ died on the cross. So why is this important to know? Uh, in the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant, a sacrificial lamb for Passover was to have no broken legs or bones. John the Baptist proclaimed Jesus to be... The quote unquote Lamb of God in John one twenty nine, By Christ not having any broken bones, it was a symbol that he was a pure sacrifice for our sin. So that's one way that I reason why I kind of like, you know, one, he predicted his death. Two, he had no broken bones, which is crazy to think about. And we'll get into more a little bit later about uh, what it's like to die on, the, on a cross, a Roman cross. But most times in the position that they were in when they died, uh, if they wanted to hurry it along, especially on a thing such as the, the holy week that they're going through.
0: Passover, over. Right.
1: Right. Uh, they wanted to have these guys done and dead by, by sundown. So they would actually go around and like break their legs. So they would die quickly. Uh, but they didn't do that to Jesus. Cause they're like, Oh, he's already dead. Well, R- Rama a spirit through his side <laughs> just to make sure. But it's like, Hmm, they could have just broke his legs uh, just to make sure too, but they didn't. And that was a fulfillment of that prophecy. Um, another thing uh, was dying on the cross was a horrible way to die. So dying on a Roman cross was the worst way to, uh, to die in, 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 the days of Jesus. Uh, only reserved for the worst of criminals, Jesus suffered in ways that are unimaginable to us. Now being God, he could have just blinked, blinked his eyes and everybody that was persecuting him, you know, would have been dead and he would have been free from the cross, but he didn't do this. Uh, even though he had not sinned or ever, ever, uh, he suffered the worst, uh, way imaginable. And, uh, so what's it like to die on the cross? Uh, the fellows over at the guardian.com put it this way and we'll put these in our show notes on the recording that we do. So if you guys want to read it later on, but, uh, It says this, I just pulled a paragraph from this couple page um, article, but it says, suffocation, a loss of body fluids and multiple organ failure. It wasn't pleasant, but for those with a strong constitution to take a deep breath and read on. Uh, The weight of the body pulling down on the arms makes breathing extremely difficult, says Jeremy Ward, a psychologist at King's College in London. In addition, the heart and lungs would stop working as the blood drained through wounds. Crucifixion was invented by the Persians in three to 400 BC and developed during Roman times in the, uh, into a punishment for the most serious of criminals. So it wasn't like, you know, they thought he was, you know, a whatever, a... Uh, uh, they, obviously the jewish people thought he was a heretic but you look at like herod with john the baptist what did he do he just beheaded him like that's a pretty quick way to go right not suffering too much but not only that but we know that christ was beaten severely even before he went to the cross and then now he's got to get nailed to the cross and 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 die that way which was the most horrible way you could die back then
0: right right most, and most painful and so this is why i brought my sack of jesus well i still have like more I brought my main stack of Jesus books let's hear Um, this one is from who is Jesus from Greg Gilbert it's a little small read it's super cool Um, it talks about the Lamb of God sacrifice for men a lot of what you just said it talks about but I thought this was kind of interesting um, about the the crucifixion as well the the Roman practice crucifixion will remain as one of the most gruesome humiliating and altogether obscene methods of execution the world has ever known so horrible was it in fact that the sophisticated and Uh, cultured people in Greek and Roman societies would not even utter the word cross in polite Mm -hmm. company. That was a reviled word and it referred to an event more um, reviled and hated form of death. The crucifixion in the Roman world was never a private event. It was always a raw, open and searingly public. That's because its entire purpose was to terrify the masses into submission to the authorities and and that's the thing that jesus went and did for us man like it's the most gruesome way ever you know we look at the fact of the romans were the best murderers ever Um, oh yeah we also look at it the fact of that romans Flat out couldn't even be crucified. Like they couldn't be crucified because right. they're Roman citizens. Like mm-hmm. they couldn't even, they, they wouldn't do it. They, that was revered for only the worst of the worst. And in fact, this is a, a I don't have this book with me because I have it on Audible, but NT Wright did a book called Simply Jesus, one of the best treatises I've ever, ever, ever read about the, not, not as much historicity of Jesus, but more so of the movement that Jesus started, how it's so much different than what we teach mm-hmm. um, in certain ways. But the fact of the Romans saw Jesus as a, um, what, what's, what's the word? A rebel leader. That's why they put the word King of the Jews. They weren't doing it for whatever. The it, was of, it was a mockery. It was a mockery. It's like, this is who you claim to be. Well, look who, what we do to people who claim to be the King when it's only Caesars who's King. So right. Jesus was crucified as a rebel leader supposed king of the Jews in the most gruesome way ever. And yeah. people want to suggest that, you know, you know, some some alternative theories of what happened to Jesus on the cross, people want to suggest that he just passed out and that yeah. when he rose again from the dead, he just kind of, you know, regained some blood and regained a little bit of this. Um, or that when he
1: rose that, you know, he was just a hallucination
0: of the disciples. Right. And, right. and which that's, you know, that's easily di- mi- uh, disp- dismissed. Dismissed as yep. well and then some people are even like you know jesus he put a a, a fake jesus up there on the cross he found his doppelganger run around <laughs> <gristling>, <laughs> and up to the cross and but we see Jesus, in double <laughs> why would he not have prayed the simple prayer of father i don't want to do this take this right. cup from me right why would he have prayed that if he didn't go do this and it's the fact of jesus died the most gruesome death you could imagine. And when you think about the lambs that died back in Old Testament time of how gruesome that was. Right, they were, Their throats were slit. Their blood was poured over the altar. They were butchered. They were beaten um, mm-hmm. they were b- because of the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And right. I know a lot of people want to talk about, uh, especially Greek Orthodox, they want to talk about this whole idea of um, about God's justice and why on earth, like what kind of loving dad will let their son do that? Or let their son go through that. And my answer is, I don't know, because my son ain't going through that for you. Right. But God knew, and, and Jesus willingly stepped out of heaven, reading Philippians 2, fashioned himself in the form of man, and he took on the form of a man, and he was humble all the way to the death on the cross for us. Yeah. It's just like, that's just absolutely amazing, man. The fact yeah. That he I mean, it, it, hold it and then did it, followed through.
1: Right. Yeah. There's some definite huge things that, um, definite symbolisms and the prophecies fulfilled during the, the death of Christ. But it's interesting that there was prophecies fulfilled and symbolism uh, before Christ even died, even just entering into the city of Jerusalem, like um, Jesus entering to, into Jerusalem on a donkey, you know? Uh, the fulfillment of the prophecy from Zechariah nine, nine, where it says rejoice greatly daughter of Zion shout daughter, of Jerusalem, see your King comes to you righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey on a colt, the foal of a donkey. What did Jesus write in on the colt, a foal of a donkey and it, and as Christians, we kind of know the story where Jesus sent his disciples out to to find him this donkey and all they could find was the colt. And and so they ended up, you know, getting the colt for Jesus to, to ride, but it wasn't even actually what they were looking for. But that's what he came in on. So there was fulfillment of the Zechariah 9-9 prophecy. And it's just amazing to me that the Jewish leaders, when we talked about this um, in some previous podcasts about... Uh, and I'm trying to remember which one it was, <laughs> but how the uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees—oh, it was unforgivable sin. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How they blasphemed. You know how they knew the truth. You had, being as studied as they were and learned as they were, how they wouldn't see that this was a prof, uh, prophetic fulfillment, right? Right. Um. So there's another thing that happened too. Um, King Solomon rode to his messianic coronation on a donkey. And we see, read this in First Kings uh, one thirty three through 37. And it says, And the king said to them, Take with you the servants of your lord, and have Solomon my son ride on my mule, and bring him down to Gihon. And let Zadok, the priest of Nathan, the prophet, there anoint him king over Israel. Then blow the trumpet and say, Long live King Solomon. You shall then come up after him, and shall come and sit on my throne. And he shall be king in my uh, place. And I have appointed him to be ruler over Israel and over Judah. And Beniam, the son of Jehoiada, I believe.
0: <laughs> uh, answer, yeah,
1: no. Answered the king. Amen. May the Lord, the God of my Lord, the king, say so. As Lord has been with my Lord, the king, even so may he be with Solomon and make his throne greater than the throne of my Lord, King David. So we obviously know Solomon came from the line of, of David. Jesus came from the line of David. So it's it's interesting to me to watch how King Solomon rode in uh, basically to the, to the city of Jerusalem on a donkey as well, and people were praising him, and he was a king. And so this was kind of a foreshadowing of Christ, how they used to do this. And how, when Jesus came into Jerusalem on the cult and they started saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, right? Right. Yep. That, that this was, had taken place. This was like a tradition of Kings of old, of how they would enter and become and crowned King. And that's the same way Christ entered the same city.
0: Right. And it's even, I mean, that's, that's the Jewish custom, but even in the, the, the the Roman custom, you know, when a, a a conquering King rode in on a white horse, you know, someone's going to get their butts kicked. Right. But when they came in on a, on a donkey, it was a sign of peace that the war was over. So when Jesus walked into, when Jesus rode into Jerusalem on the right. donkey, he was riding as the victorious King. Like he was mm-hmm. already saying the peace is here. The kingdom is here. I have won." Mm-hmm. And So, you know, it's, it's kind of cool when you, when you look at that reality and that's, you know, dude. There's there's a lot of com- We talked about this before we went live, but there's a lot of conversation between. um Was this the same crowd that welcomed him that wanted him crucified? Did right, the crowd get turned somehow, or was it? You know, all the because you know it's Passover, so everyone from all over Israel came to Jerusalem. Yeah, so the people on the outside, those people that Jesus actually has healed and and raised their kids from the dead and, mm-hmm. and blessed, were they the ones rejoicing him? Then when he got into the city, the 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 city people of Jerusalem were the ones who hated them, so there right. was differentiation between the two. And and I'm sure there's some, uh, I've I've read both sides of the argument, but but needless to say, you know, when he wrote in in Jerusalem, people thought that literally Jesus was saying, you know, I'm going to tear down Rome. We gonna build this in the same way that the 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 Judas Maccabees from the the, the the reason we read in the Apocrypha, um, Maccabeus family. Um, there was, I think it was. Uh, was it Judas the Star? Um, there's, uh, there's, I know there's like another like Judas the Hammer or something like that. There was mm-hmm. all these other pre-Messianic figures that conquered their people and freed their people or did right. various different things. And they were looking at Jesus, you are like, dude, you're just another failure, bro. Like we right. don't come in here and and kick some Romans' butt, but then right. all of a sudden you're right here in peace, and then you're getting murdered, you're getting crucified, like. We ain't about well, that and
1: life, that, bro. and that's the thing. Most of the Jews back then thought that the messiah was going to come in and be the conquering king right that's
0: the key word conquering king yeah
1: even though that's not the way the prophecies uh foretold how he was going to be they said he was going to come in lowly you know he was going to be a servant and and they didn't want to read that part they wanted like oh we're, we're thinking he's going to be like like god is how god has helped us destroy nations in the past and so um i think that's where a lot of the layman and uh, not Andy layman, but layman layman <laughs> people uh had missed it had missed Jesus as them, those people in the crowd crying, "Kill him, kill him," which uh you know could have been um some little pharisees in their ears i think you know i, I just like to think yeah. that maybe they they started <laughs> well, <laughs> and the people just followed but
0: and then jesus walked into uh, their temple and was like flipping tables like right. he wrote in as a peaceful conquering king and then he just went you know
1: <laughs> chased them out with whips
0: <laughs> like, ugh, like he went monopoly right. up on them right it's crazy but you know this we can transition into this but you know when when jesus died that's why so many jews a, don't like Isaiah 53 because it's a mm-hmm. suffering servant. Their Messiah is not a sufferer. He's a conqueror. Right. Um, but we see Jesus dying on a cross. So so many people instantly just went, hold up, dude. He ain't the Messiah. He ain't him. He died. Right. Oh, the right. Messiah,
1: He's God. not that conquering king that we wanted.
0: But we know that on the cross, and I've had this conversation with so many teens because so many Baptists and Protestants want to shy away from the cross because, you know, for some reason we have this – classic baptist thing where it's like oh if the catholics like it or if the pentecostals like it that must make it wrong and we don't want to be like them but you know the 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 cross of jesus is what conquered sin the cross of jesus is what reconciled us to god the cross of jesus is what paid the penalty and um i got two but i'm gonna do two more books i got bro big 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 bad boy the cross of christ by he's my favorite author if you like lewis you're gonna like him even better um it took me seven days of reading nine hours straight to finish this book for grad school. Um, it's, it's a Protestant treatise on the cross. And then this little small book, I know Soche's in here, which by the way, hi, Jackson hey, Austin Hammond, hey, Soche. This book, 50 Reasons Why Jesus Came to Die from John Piper. Yeah, this that's a good book. Things Jesus conquered when he died, not when he rose again, when right. he died. So when Jesus rode in as the conquering king, it was almost like telling death and, and Satan, like, look, the kingdom's coming, I'm going to die. You're going to crush my heel, but guess what? I'm going to smash your head.
1: He did write in as the conquering King, just not in the physical sense. Not like, <laughs> But yeah, definitely, definitely. And even looking at his death, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're kind of got to wrap it up here for time for you. You Mark. Keep uh, problem, bro. Let's go. <laughs> no, you got responsibilities, but uh, you know, we kind of look at a couple days from now, Easter, right? Mm-hmm. It's Resurrection Sunday, as, as Baptists like to call it. <laughs> but uh, he is risen. He is risen indeed. <laughs> I love it. Keep going. <laughs> but uh, I, I just wanted to point out uh, there are many, many prophecies that were f- f- fulfilled. Ugh, I still can't talk. But uh, there were many prophecies that he fulfilled uh, in the days leading up his whole ministry, really, the three and a half years he he fulfilled so many. And there's so many. Uh, books out there that help you walk you through. Uh, you can even Google it online about, hey, what prophecies did Jesus fulfill during his ministry, and you know, fact check it with Scripture. <laughs> Hopefully, they give Scripture. That's what I like. Um, but there's, I, w- I want to talk about uh, why Christ uh, would not stay buried, but he r- would rise from the dead. Uh, the prophecy comes from Psalm sixteen ten, and says, "For you will not abandon uh, abandon me to shoal or she'll, uh, nor, I think I'm what, are, uh, nor, nor will you allow your holy one to undergo decay, right? Mm-hmm. So at first, you're like, what, hang on a sec, that ain't, that ain't Jesus. Oh, wait, your holy one, okay, well, you know, big H, big O, holy one, uh, to go, undergo decay. Well, obviously, we know that bodies that sit for a while. Start decaying. Well, he's the Holy One's not going to decay. So we see that uh, by Jesus rising three days after his death, that he fulfilled this prophecy, and we get that from Matthew twenty-eight six, where the angel tells, um, I believe it was Mary. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm trying to figure out where I'm at in this this chapter, <laughs> but Matthew twenty-eight six says he is not here. The angel saying he is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he laid, so we see there that you know, based on the prophecy from psalms sixteen ten going into matthew twenty eight six he couldn't have stayed there because he couldn't have his body didn't, couldn't decay, he went to the to the gates of of death and conquered death, and so uh he's no longer dead but alive, so yeah, that's what I got, bro,
0: yeah, and on the flip side too, you know, we even see Jesus talking about where. Um, he clears the temple courts. Um, the Jews respond to him, what sign can you prove to us that you have authority to do this? Right, and right. Uh, Jesus answered them, you're right. Destroy this temple and in three days I'll rebuild it. And they right, replied, it has taken 46 years to build this temple. You're going to raise it in three days. But the temple he was speaking of was his body. Right. He was raised from the dead his disciples recalled all that he had said. And then they believed the scriptures and the word that Jesus spoke in. And the thing I love about this right here is the fact of the disciples literally had a mind bomb. You know, we, we read, I think it's a where um, Jesus said, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit's going to bring all things back to your remembrance. And right. it even says right here, um, after Jesus raised from the dead, the disciples recalled all that he had said, including this. That destroy this body. Well, he's referring to his body, but destroy this temple, and in three days, I will rebuild it. Right. And so, even at the beginning, dude, Jesus was like, "This is gonna happen.
1: Let's go. Let's,
0: <laughs> it, this is legit, gonna happen. Right. Gonna destroy the body in three days. I'm gonna, I'm gonna raise it. And you know, the importance of the resurrection. I will say is the the cross. I feel like we need to give a lot more treatise to because the oh cross yeah. is what is what did everything right? Did the resurrection do. The resurrection proved that Jesus was God, that he did do what he said he was going to do. Yeah. And everything he accomplished was real. Yeah, exactly. You know, because what would happen if our resurrected king stayed dead? Yeah. In fact, w- what happened happen if our conquering king stayed dead? Well, would conquer nobody, <laughs> the right. dead? But by him raising again from the dead, it proved everything that he did. And all yep. the things he accomplished on the cross was in it, you know, um, someone once asked Billy Graham, the question, we, you know, I, I know you love your Billy oh, Graham. Man, I love
1: Billy someone Graham, man.
0: Someone want to ask him, what's more important, the resurrection or the death of Jesus. And he said, that's like asking which wing on a plane is more important to fly.
1: Right. <laughs> exactly. It's
0: pretty much an exact quote. And he said, it's like
1: asking, are my lungs more important than my heart? <laughs> what? <laughs> Both are important.
0: Right. Um, and so it's, it's just the deal where it's a fact of, you can't have the resurrection without Jesus' death but you can't right. have resurrection which one's more important which one is more tried and true mm-hmm. well you know catholics hang on to the the, the crucifixion and in and is sacrificing jesus again for our sins every single week whereas a lot of protestants want to hang on to only the resurrection but i want to call people up a little bit i want to call people out call people up where it's the fact of why do we have to choose one or the other where's the fact of yeah we need to celebrate that he's not here he's risen jesus sitting at the right hand of the father he's going to come back and judge the living and the dead he's going to make a new heaven he's going to make a new earth the old's going to be done away with that's legit that's awesome but let's not forget you can never be reconciled to god without first jesus dying right
1: yep there is no resurrection without death just saying
0: and (laughs) and that's a beautiful picture of baptism you know Uh, my greatest pleasure that i've ever had was baptizing a few of my students and i have another one as soon as this coronavirus thing goes away. Dang, dang Rona, man. <laughs> and, uh, but it's the fact of, you know, we're we're, we're buried in his likeness, but raised in the same way, in the same right. way of his likeness. You know, what is it? Uh, when, when you baptize someone, you're buried in his death and risen um, to life everlasting. It's that picture, that symbolism of what right. Jesus did and what's going to happen to us in the last day. Exactly. You know, um, I, I feel like I need to say this real quick, if you don't mind. Go um, for it, bro. A lot of people, when they talk about, when people die, they mention the fact of like, oh, I know they're looking down, smiling right now. Um, man, I just feel like I got my, my dad, my Nana, uh, my Mimi. These are all references to my, my, my grandparents. But <laughs> that that I feel like they're just with me right now. And I want to look at people and be like, they ain't with you. They don't want to be with you. In fact, right. and, and in fact, they dead. And then people right. go, how can you be so insensitive? Well, my dad died too, bro. So there's that. But it's the fact of my dad right now, Absent with the body, present with the Lord. He no more has pain and suffering. But one right. day, my dad's body is going to be re- resurrected. It's going to be united. Which, by the way, he doesn't have a body right now. It's kind of a fun conversation. Um, but the soul is going to be reunited with the body in the same way that my one day body will be you know, resurrected and then joined back with my soul. It's kind of weird. We won't get into it.
1: He's what, an, and what I like to refer to as Abraham's bosom. Yeah. There's, there's a whole lot of theology, but
0: it's the fact of, you know, like one day we're going to rise again in the same way right. that Jesus did in the way that Jesus was the perfect Adam. He lived the perfect life. He's the firstborn of all creation. And one day he's going to rise again. And guess what? Since he rose again, we can have assurance. This is what the apostle says that we will rise again too. Right. Definitely. So they man. ain't with you. Nana ain't with you. She's if no. she if she's a follower of Jesus, she's with Jesus right now. Right. She doesn't want to be
1: with you. And, and yeah. And if they're with Jesus, they definitely don't want nothing to do with us because they're too focused on him. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: we're gonna be in the same 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 boat, man. One day right. we're gonna be in the same boat. Definitely. Uh, but but anywho, dude, so so as as we wind down, I feel like I just like pastor park the snot out of this microphone i
1: just wanted to push the mic back and listen there for a bit brother
0: i <laughs> been going they got me going but dude as, as we land the plane you know we talked about that jesus is rode in as the conquering king the conquering okay. king died but the conquering king defeated death and rose again right. any final thoughts dude before we wrap up this conversation on good friday
1: no uh, the only final thoughts that i have is is go do your studying like, we can all sit in, in in a Sunday service and hear about, oh, yeah, Christ died on on Friday and rose again on Sunday or, you know, the three days. or, um, And that's great, you know, yeah. But pastors are not giving you um, all the meat because there's just not enough time to give you. I mean, we talked about it a little bit beforehand, Mark, that uh, we could spend 10, 12 weeks just in the entering into Jerusalem. <laughs> I mean, Real there's well. just it would take years to really go through all the prophecies that were f- fulfilled. Uh, and there's just no way to do that on a Sunday morning. Pastors just don't have that much time with people. They'd probably take more time if you'd give them the time, but they don't have the time. So Especially them uh, back as
0: preachers. They go right.
1: Yeah. We're talking to you, Scott. <laughs> no,
0: but, no, 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 no. You're talking to Scott.
1: Okay. I'm talking to Scott. We I, want to hear more God, preaching. He, Sorry, Soche. <laughs>
0: Love you guys. Cutting
1: into Soche's time. But uh, no, go, go out and study. Go out and really look at this. And you your mind will be blown just as the disciples' minds were blown when they discovered that Christ had risen and he was who he said he was and that he had conquered death and had conquered the grave. Um, it's an amazing story with so much symbolism and prophetic fulfillment packed in, in that little less than a week leading up to, to his death and resurrection. Uh, I know the more I study it, the, the more it's like God's opening my eyes even more, like how good he is and how in control of everything
0: he is. So that's my final thought. I love it, bro. I love it. My final thought is get some dang books. If you don't got books, I got the hookups. <laughs> Who is Jesus? Wonderful. Now, this is going to be controversial to some people, but this book, Jesus Is by Judas Smith, you might know him as the Biebs pastor up in Seattle. Phenomenal, bro. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, talked about it already. 50 Reasons Why Jesus Came and Died by Piper. The Cross of Christ by the one and only – oh, this way. John R. Stott. I know that's backwards for all you people. And here's my thing, dude. Every Christian, I think, needs a systematic theology on their shelf. This is the one I had in seminary called The Theology for the Church. It's written by a bunch of different people. I absolutely right. love it. Uh, Wayne Grudem's another favorite. Erickson's another one. Charles Ryrie. Is another wonderful, wonderful one. But and there's many,
1: one, many, many, many more books out there on it.
0: <laughs> I got a shelf, and I got a yep. lot of suggestions. And Fuller's got just as many books on his shelf as I do, and he's got yep. lots too. Um, but if you have questions about your faith and you want it to be done in a, in a, in a logical way that just makes sense and, and well-written and well-read, don't just hit Google first, man. Get some respected people. Got questions? Yeah, definitely. Desiring God, Gospel Coalition. Get a systematic theology, bro. Yeah, no, definitely. My final thoughts. but. Before we end it, and before we get in, into the fun fact with Fuller, um, I got to apologize, bro. Uh-oh. So, we're on Facebook Live. Hi, Facebook people. We're recording it on Zoom. Um, but I, I forgot to hit record on, my, uh, on, on the Zencaster until like <laughs> 20 minutes ago. But <laughs> so that's just my apologies to you, bro. That's just my apologies. But it's all good. It's all good, bro. It's all good. So, if people have made it this far. they you. Right. Blessed with. Fun facts with Fuller. And now this is one I don't know either, bro, so I'm ready.
1: All right, man. I'll, I'll go ahead and, uh, and enlighten you all with my fun fact of the day. Did you know, Mark, and Facebook Live, and everybody else that's listening, uh, Good Friday is recognized as a holiday in only 12 states. Oh. As, a, as a holiday in only 12 states. Occurring two days before Easter Sunday, Good Friday commemorates Jesus's, Jesus Christ's crucifixion, but it isn't a federal holiday. Residents in certain states states experience closures, including New Jersey, North Carolina, and Tennessee. You know, God's country, except for New Tennessee. Jersey is why is
0: Doisy? Why is Jersey? Why is
1: Jersey, Jersey, Jersey J-Josie, just hopping on hopping on the holy wagon, man.
0: Nah, they want a day <laughs> off of work. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: what mean, the company I work—that's it, man. The company I work for. I mean, I I was off today, and I got paid for it. It's a holiday.
0: Um, so, I was work- up. Friday and Easter Sunday, so you know.
1: Well, you're a pastor. That's kind of like two important days, along with like Christmas.
0: <laughs> those are the only three days we work, guys. Good for That's Christmas it. And Easter Sunday. The, okay.
1: the rest of them are the rest of them are Doppler gangers. <laughs> 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 They're just lookalikes of everybody. <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it. So is that is that is that it? Just those.
1: That's it, man. Yeah, just so just that it's not a, it's a, it's only a holiday in 12 states. It should be all all the states, but it's only in 12.
0: That's, dude, like, that's actually like super, super fascinating, man. Yeah. We're cool. Well, hey, dude, I can hear your kids screaming right now behind Yeah. You.
1: Uh, they're, they're, yeah. <laughs> My wife's probably like, all right, hurry up. Hurry Sorry. Sorry,
0: Janille. Love you. <laughs> but, anywho, so before I let everybody go, though, I want to make sure we always say this, but feel free to reach out to us. Obviously, Facebook, where we're live right now, we're hot on Instagram. I think we either just hit 300 followers or about to. Um, also, hit us up on Twitter and then also email us at at gmail.com. If you leave us a review on Apple, iTunes, please do such. Let us know. Give us your address. We'll send you a mini RTC swag bag. That's church, right. A Corona free Chris Fuller. It is Corona absolutely, free. Absolutely wonderful. Well, hey, if you got no place to go for Good Friday, our church, Southside SBC, um, just go facebook.com forward slash Southside SBC or Southside Baptist Church. Uh, you can Google us up in Indiana. Our Good Friday service is happening at 7. 13 minutes. And 13 <laughs> minutes is all coming from our living rooms, man. It's right. legit. Uh, so I want to encourage people to join us for that. But anywho, until next time. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to Real Talk Christian. To help get our podcast into the ears of other people who need to hear these conversations, we would love for you to leave
1: us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. To keep the conversations going, feel free to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and share our content with others. See you next time.